This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, friends, I think we're rapidly approaching a critical tipping point when it comes to some major factors in youth and amateur sports. And at least from my perspective, this is, this is pretty serious stuff. Now, let me outline briefly what I'm talking about. We've noted for years on this show that sports parents have begun to feel more and more entitled at their kids' games, that somehow sports parents feel that they have every right to be obnoxious, to yell and scream at the refs, umps, and game officials, to verbally abuse, abuse, and at times physically assault them. At the same time, this kind of unchecked behavior continues to rise. We've also seen a consistent decline in the number of officials who want to work our kids' games. The major reason why? Who wants to work a high school game or a travel game only to be threatened by the sports parents? Now, as we've discussed, more and more high school games are being rescheduled or postponed because there's a lack of available refs to work the games. And by all accounts, this issue is only going to become worse and worse as the older referees and umps decide to retire. There just aren't enough new ones coming along to replace them. And now, as I mentioned very briefly last week, there's a new law making the rounds in New Jersey that will put some real teeth into handing out real punishment if a sports parent verbally or physically threatens a game official. This new law is proposing a possible 18 months in jail, thousands of dollars in fines to those who break the law. In other words, this is a real attempt to let obnoxious parents and fans know that if they misbehave, they will truly risk going to jail and paying a substantial fine. This idea, of course, is to use this new law as a strong deterrent to finally get parents to think twice before they go nuts at their kids' games. So why do I feel these three factors are all intertwined? Because it's true that most sports parents do behave in a proper way at their kids' games. We know that. But there's still a certain hardcore percentage of those who do feel somehow entitled to walk into any gym, to stand on the sidelines at their kids' games, and have every right to scream obscenities and to make threats to the refs or even to the coaches. Now, look, you know, if you're involved in sports, youth sports, you know what I'm talking about. All the other parents at these games, the ones who are well-behaved, they sit in the stands and they don't know what to do. That is, do you personally go to that obnoxious parent and ask them to calm down? Or do you go and find a, a security officer or a teacher or the athletic director to report the problem? Or if there's a police officer at the game, do you go to them? Understandably, none of these people want to get involved. Or if they do, they give the obnoxious parent, well, they give them a quiet warning, just take it easy, and just, please, just watch your tongue. But what, this is what drives me nuts. Why not just immediately escort these troublemakers immediately out of the gym or out of the game? Why does an adult, why does a grown-up need a second chance? Instead, the fallout is that we see more and more refs quitting. We see more and more sports parents who feel entitled to become even bolder with their negative comments, 
And if they are ever arrested, which is rare, they just usually pay a small fine, given a lecture, and they're released. There's rarely any punishment that mandates them not to attend any more games. So look, let's be honest. Really, friends, all the banners and signs and announcements to let the coaches coach, let the kids play, and let's exercise good sportsmanship, it's not having a lot of real positive impact. That's why the time has come to finally put some real strength into the sports parenting laws. And then let's see what happens when a sports parent is arrested, is convicted, and has to go to jail. Okay, obviously you can tell I'm pretty fired up. The response to this topic on Twitter this week was uh, the largest I've ever seen. So, you know, in terms of uh, the sports edge, let's talk about this. You know the number, 877-337-6666. I want to introduce, after my little lengthy monologue here, Russ Petroselli, who was not only the principal at DePaul Catholic High School over in Wayne, New Jersey, he spent more than 30 years in both public and Catholic education as a teacher, administrator, trustee, president of the Board of Education, but Russ is also a member of the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association, and he currently serves as a vice president of that association. In short, you really couldn't find a better qualified individual than Russ to talk about these issues. And as I said, he's, he's a veteran of watching sports parents be out of control at high school games, and he's also aware of the draining number of reps and officials that are available to work these games. Russ, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. Thank you for having me on. Well, I t- as I just said, my, my, uh, my sort of emotional overview of this, Russ, you have you, your, your professional career intersects at all the right angles here. And, um, Let's get right into this, because a lot of grounds to cover. Now, you told me last week that uh, at DePaul Catholic High School, you have to hire anywhere from six to eight police officers to work your home football games for security. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. And that's a standard across you know, the large high schools when you get several thousand people at a game. Um, and, and, you know, as an administrator, you look at it and say, you watch the fans come in, and you know which parents from past games. Oh, he's in that section. Okay, I got it. I have to keep an eye on that section. Really, all you want to do is watch the kids play. Yep. And you have to be more concerned about what's behind you in the stands than what's going on in the field. It, it you know, <laughs> this is so unbelievable in the year 2023 that we're already we when, when you, again you have to put in security officers, police officers hired to basically watch the behavior of certain parents who you know from their past history may be somebody who's going to lose their temper, be out of control at the game. And, and again, police officers are hired by the school district. That, that's money out of the school district's budget, correct? Oh, absolutely. That's money out of the gate that might otherwise go to replace uniforms or yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. transportation. I mean, buses that are out of control. You, you can't get a bus for less than, you know, like $9 million to bring kids to a baseball game. Um, and so the what, winter season is the worst. The winter season with the close confines of yeah. wrestling and basketball in the gym is, is really – I mean, I'm, I can go back years to the early 2000s when I was uh, – I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name of the school – at another large co-ed Catholic high school in Bergen County. Yeah. And you had to hire eight police officers for a basketball game two in every corner, because it was just, he didn't know what to expect. And here's the irony, and obviously I'm, I realize I'm preaching in the choir here, uh, you know, that money that has now been allocated year after year to out of the uh, the budget to pay for police officers, and not one police officer or two, but six to eight of them for, for home games, that money could be a lot better spent on something else in terms of educating our kids. And we all know that, that when it comes to education, the budgets are always very tight. But that's, that's just nuts. I mean, as a principal, and over the years, you actually sat down would talk to the, uh, to the athletic director or talk with the, the, the people who are overseeing the games. You say, here are the parents you have to keep an eye on. Tell the cops, watch out for these guys, because they're the ones who seem to go nuts at, at their kids' games. Is that what happens? Oh, you, uh, there are several games we've had, had you know, Let's meet and talk about the game, you know, this Friday night. Okay, we'll be at this corner. I'll be here, here. You know, you'll be here. We'll have, you know, the another coach in the stands here. And it's not for the student section. You know, yeah. normally you think, okay, you know, we're going to, you know, crowd control for the student section. It's like, you know, certain parents, it's like church. Certain people have the same seat they sit in like every week. So you, yes. you know yes. where to look for. You know where to look for them, where they're going to be. And that's the sad part. You're like, oh, boy, who do 
who did this parent come in with this week? Like, oh, they brought a cousin. Like, oh, great. And we've had parents storm towards the locker room at the end of the game because their kid didn't get enough playing time. Yes. Or their kid. Well, that's the other part of this too, Russ. You know, that is that, uh, as you said, we're focusing obviously primarily on the parents' behavior during the game, but clearly, and obviously if they're saying horrible things and making threats to the refs and the umpires, that's one thing. Now, as you said, the sense of entitlement from these parents say, well, I have a right to go down to the coach after the game is over and get in the coach's face and say, how come my kid isn't getting more playing time? How come my kid's not starting? Don't you want to win? Your, your coaching strategy is not good. I mean, this is, this is we've seen more and more coaches not quit because they don't want to deal with this. It's, it's well, uh, Russ, you know, I, I, communication with, with people is, is all electronic. It, you know, very few people have face-to-face conversations, except when they're irate like that. But when a yeah. coach has to come to you or call you Sunday morning, hey, Russ, you got a minute? Like, what's the matter? I got a text message from a parent. My kid didn't play enough. If he doesn't get a scholarship, I know where you live. Jeez, I mean that, but that's okay. That's a, quote. That's a I, direct quote from a I, parent. I a don't, coach. I don't in any way doubt that because that's the, that's the mentality we have over the last twenty, twenty five, thirty years because. Uh, of the the lure of professional contracts, of pr- the lure of getting an athletic scholarship to college. I mean, this is what we've now sort of fostered and allowed with our parents. So let me ask you, as we're talking with uh, with Russ uh, Petroselli, uh, who's the principal of DePaul Catholic uh, High School over in Wayne. He- here's the thing. We seem as a society, and again, we, we want to make this very clear, that this is not, this is just a small percentage of sports parents who are the bad apples. The most people get it. They understand that. They know how to behave as a grown-up at, at their kids' games. But there is this this, this unfortunate percentage of, 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 uh, of, of adults who don't get the message, that somehow they don't think the rules apply to them. Why are we so polite to them? Why, After all these years, Russ, why don't we just say to them, you understand, you, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be kicked out of the game. You're going to be banned from, from coming to any more home games. I mean, you've tried that, correct? Has that, has that oh. been part of policy, uh, your policy? Yeah, we've done that. We've sent that registered letter to a parent. You are no longer welcome on our property. Um, but it doesn't control away games. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. you know, so you know, there, there, there's the other side of that coin. Is that Oh, great. So for the next three home games, this isn't a problem. But when we travel somewhere, we have no control over you know, that parent on somebody else's property. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you have to, and, you know, and I say we all, any administrator's done it in their career where after a basketball game, you, you get the officials into their, into their locker room, you get them changed, and then you or the police officer have, have to walk the officials out to their car. I mean, come on, this is just insanity. This is high school sports or travel team sports. But that's where we've come to. And the question is, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So now, you know, there's, a, there's an assemblywoman, uh, Vicki Flynn, is, is floating a new law in New Jersey that's going to change the, the level of punishments for these out-of-control parents and fans. And I'm very glad she's doing this. And now, we, as I said, we've been proposing the, the idea of stricter punishments for years and years on this show, but I'm glad it's finally beginning to get some momentum over there. Now, the way I understand this new law, Russ, those individuals who violate uh, the law uh, if it's passed, will be facing as much as, yes, 18 months in jail, fines up to $15,000. In other words, this is all about making the punishment a lot stiffer in the hope that parents might start to think twice before doing and saying stupid things at their kids' games. And again, this is not the law yet in New Jersey, but certainly the time has come. I imagine, and maybe I shouldn't speak for you, but I imagine you're a fan of this, of this tougher proposed law? It's really sad, but yeah, you have to support it. I mean, that, that, that's where we've digressed to as, as a community and, and as a, and a society. But you have to make it a, a uh, aggravated assault charge. Yeah. Because uh, no one's stepping up to be an official. I mean, we've seen it across the state that nobody, like, I'm not, not, I'm not going to do this for $100, like, to get harassed like this. It used to be, what a joke. I remember my, when I was in college, I umpired Little League games for, like, you know, $8 a game or, or something ridiculous like that. Right. Because it was fun. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. You were out there and, you, you, you know, and, and, but at, and at a school game, think back in the, I think back to the 80s and 90s, you know, you had those core groups of, you know, older 
guys who would come to every high school football game on a Saturday afternoon and they'd sit up top and it was a community thing. Correct. Now it's now it's become like a commercial enterprise. Well, that's part of it. I mean, obviously, and again, the reason why I wanted to get into this topic is because all these things were sort of now coming to the front or all intertwining. As Russ, you just pointed out, there was a time where going to referee or officiate or umpire a kid's game, it was kind of fun. It was a community event. Nobody got threatened. Nobody, you know, had a tantrum. But now, because the stakes are theoretically a lot higher, that if my kid is the victim of a bad call or doesn't get the favor of of the coach giving him more playing time, whatever it might be, now people are saying, okay, uh, this is a battle zone. This is where we're going to take over, and I, I'm paying my kids tuition, or I'm paying. I'm a taxpayer, and my ki- I'm not going to allow my kid to get basically cheated out of a golden opportunity to go play at the next level. It, it's just nuts. And again, the refs, you said for 100 or 150 a game, who wants to take on that threat of having to be, as you said, escorted after the game from the locker room to the parking lot so nobody decides to get in their face and, and, and attack them. It's just nuts. So I don't know if this new law with, with a lot tougher uh, backing to it is going to get people to pay attention, but I do know that I think the time has finally come for, for basically for school districts to empower the people at the games working security to say, look, you don't get a second chance at this, uh, mister. You're gone. You're leaving right now, and, you know, the guy protests. He gets arrested. And you understand to the guy, look, you understand, you're not going to get a $100 fine and a, and a probation. You're going to end up in jail because this is no longer allowable. And I, I think that's, unfortunately, that's where we are these days because somebody, at some point, we're going to have to have a case that makes people sit up and say, wait a minute, I guess they're not kidding around. All right, let me let me take Russ. Let me take a break. Obviously, I have a lot more to cover with you and friends. We'll do. Well, I want to get your calls and comments about this because we are looking for possible solutions. Uh, this is one. It's it's a tough love kind of approach. I get that, but we got to do something. All right, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. I'm talking this morning with Russ Precioselli. Uh, he's the principal of DePaul Catholic High School in Wayne, New Jersey. He's also a vice president on the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association. And we're talking about the urgent need to stop sports parents from feeling entitled to yell and scream and even physically assault refs and umps. It's all sort of coming together in a bad way. This is a huge, not just a state concern, but a huge national concern. Every state in the, in the country is running low on refs. The numbers are not good. The decline is pretty much attributable to the parents who don't seem to understand how to act like grown-ups at their kids' games. And I, as you've heard me in the first segment, you know, the time has come. We've got to stop this. And uh, I'm talking about just having much tougher penalties, the tougher laws uh, and whatever, and getting parents banned from games. They have to go to jail for a substantial period of time. Unfortunately, that might get their attention. If there are other ways 
of solving this solution uh, or solving this problem. I'm interested in finding out. And 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 Russ, let's let's get some calls uh, because people have a lot of opinions about this. But um, I do think it's a huge, huge, timely issue we have to get into. Let's start our call today with Ray in Patchogue. Hey, Ray. Good morning. You're first up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good, Ray. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a uh, certified soccer, basketball, baseball official for almost 30 years. Um, outside club, travel, CYO, lots and lots of leagues. I've done thousands and thousands of games. Okay. I'm a guy who has, I'm a guy, they call me the smiling rep. I have a great sense of humor. I agree with you 100%. It's a select few that cause the big problems. I would say 99% of the parents are good. Yeah, but it's that one. It's that one percent that's killing us. And uh, my experience in the last five years, we are dwindling down to nothing with officials. You know, now we're doing double. You know, I'm almost seventy. I've been doing this for, like they said, thirty years. We're dwindling. We're doing double headers. We can't get officials to do junior high games. The coaches have to, uh, you know, officiate the game. Yeah, well, Ray, and, uh, I mean, you're 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 right ahead. there in the middle of this, Ray. Do you have a solution? Do you think this is their approach that we just have to take a real hard line with these uh, the small percentage of parents, or do you have another way of of, uh, of getting around well, this yeah, issue? I, I agree with the. Uh, there's got to be some sort of uh, law, you know, some sort of consequence for the parents. Got it. I don't know. You know, I'm a guy who uses humor. I'll give you an example. If they really are out of control and the security can't do nothing. You know, we're taught in high school games not to interact with fans. Yes. You know, coaches are a different story. Yeah. You know, we're taught to go to the coach, to the security, blah, blah, blah. You know, I try to use humor. I always tell them, you know what? There's a really good game on the radio. You may <laughs> want to go to your car. <laughs> that's what but, I said. If I mean, that doesn't work, Rick, um, yeah, there has to be some consequence. I, and I agree with you. You can ban them from a homeschool to Mr. Petroselli, I think his name was. Yes, Russ Petroselli. Yes, the letter, I, I agree with it. But again, they're going to pop up in travel. They're going to pop up in CYO. And these outside outside leagues is the biggest problem, Russ, because there is no security. No. You know, we read a zero. Every, every CYO game, I read a zero tolerance statement. Basically, it says, you know, we officiate, you play, you cheer, you coach. Don't do anybody else's job, please. Sometimes well, it's successful. Sometimes and, it's not real. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ray, uh, that, that sportsmanship statement has almost become all right. It's pro forma. You just do it before the game starts. Right. That's it's a problem. joke. It's a joke. I get it. Yeah, Ray. Thank you for chiming in this morning. And yeah, you're right there in the front lines. And Russ, to your point, and and this is what we we're all afraid of. That that statement. And as I said before, the banners, the signs that are up there, the announcement before the game, big sports. It's just pro forma. It's like something we, they have to sit through and just get by. Nobody pays attention because the parents are already fuming as to know who's in the starting lineup and where's my kid getting in the game. And, and they just, it, it's just, it's just so bizarre. Now, the, now he made an interesting point, Ray did, and that is, Russ, when you go outside the high school and you're into travel and club, and I understand, obviously, that you're, you're the principal of, of a big high school. But you must hear stories from the, from the travel world, the club world, where, again, they're on, they're, that is the wild, wild west. And, you know, people can do it and say whatever they want, correct? Yeah, these club teams have become showcases for of course, yes. students looking to maximize their scholarship opportunities. Um, and then you hear about what happened. Oh, did you hear what happened at this club game? And, and in, my, in my own mind, I'm going to know who's policing those games. Correct. Those are things that would never come to the state. You would never find, you know, incident reports filed about games like that. And, and you hear about them. And those are also when you, we talk about the drain of the officials. So now you have officials doing those club games in lieu of our sanctioned, you know, um, games at the high school level. We're talking about the strike of officials. Um, it, it's really an issue. And there's, there's no reining that in. Yeah. I mean, we have students that don't play for our high school team because they're specifically playing for their club team. And they don't even bother to, as a senior. They won't play on our varsity team because my club schedule is so intense. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, but as you said, I wonder about those club teams because, uh, you know, obviously, theoretically, these are very, very elite athletes. But 
you know, if you're telling me you're you're hiring, you know, half a dozen police officers to monitor high school basketball games, I mean, what's happened to club level where the stakes are even higher because now we're talking about these kids really are close to perhaps getting a, a, an athletic scholarship and. I don't know what they get. The refs get paid to do these games, but boy, oh boy, oh boy! I mean, you know, who's protecting them when the parents really go nuts? Uh, I, I, well, let's let's continue. Let's go to uh, our next caller. Let's go to Dan over uh, over in New Jersey. Hey, Dan. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing? Great subject. Um, <clears throat> I am a sports photographer for New Jersey high schools for the past twenty years. Okay. I have a front row seat to all this. Yes. It is getting. It, it has gotten out of control lately. And I just was thinking, the two worst sports that I witnessed is basketball and, and wrestling. They're just right on top of everything. And what I notice a lot, there'll be a questionable call made, and the coach will dispute it with their ref. And that's fine. That's their job. But now the parents start feeding off all that, and, and then all this heckling comes down on the referee. I'm not blaming the coach. They're doing what they're doing. But the parents need to just chill out with that because the coach will take care of it. Before every game, there's a statement read now. I'm sure the AD knows about it. Yes. Uh, any verbal abuse and everything. But it goes in one ear and out the other with these parents. And I love the fact that there's going to be some sort of law against this. Anything to calm it down. Because uh, it, it, it has gotten worse that I've seen in the past years. Now it's just out of control. And these bigger schools, like those bigger uh, Bergen, Bergen, uh, Bergen Catholic and and, and and all those other schools up there, and DePaul and and Bosco, you get you get a gym full of people at a big wrestling match. It is it is scary what could go on there. I've seen a referee throw uh, parents out. You know, a lot of them just tolerated. I think they try to not not hear what's going on, but I do see it sometimes affect them by the look on their face. Yeah, it's it, it does. It does. Uh, no, Dan. Is this is this is exactly what we're talking about? Uh, and I'm glad to hear you're you're there watching this and hopefully taking some photos of these parents who are out of control. Dan, thank you, thank you for the call yeah, this morning. I don't turn my camera towards him because I'm afraid of him. Oh well, you know, but I, exactly. I mean, they may look say, well, that guy's taking a picture of him. He's he's collecting evidence. I mean, come on, this is crazy. Hey, and Russ, it, let me ask you, you Russ. Go ahead. Go ahead. When, when you do have to stop a game and remove a parent, the disruption in the game, because oh. it's never like, hey, sir, you need to go. Oh, okay, I'll leave. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it becomes a real confrontation. And now here, you are, maybe, you know, the principal, the athletic director, you know, it really needs police officers to remove parents from games. Yeah. I, I, going back years, I was a middle school vice principal parent out of control at a middle school eighth grade basketball game I, the ref stopped again he's got to go i'm the vice principal i walk over sir you need to leave unless you get a cop i'm not leaving well yeah. ironically our head coach was was a police officer i said well i happened to bring one with me but <laughs> that's what it comes to to, make, to calm a parent down at an eighth grade basketball game what is yeah i mean this is and this again these incidents are just increasing because parents feel like they're out of the, they've been let out of the barn. They can do what they want to do. And, and again, we're looking at this new law being, being finally making the rounds in New Jersey, but there's going to be a point at hopefully that thing becomes a law. Somebody's got to be the original test case and get arrested and go to jail and get convicted or get convicted and go to jail. And we're going to see if that has any impact. It may not. Parents may say, yeah, that, that will never happen to me. Let me ask you this. That will be the case. It yeah. really needs, it needs to have teeth. It needs to be tried. We need a judge that will really give up and send the message to parents that you have to behave. At, at a, can you imagine telling an adult, you have to behave at a basketball game? <laughs> it's beyond comprehension. To me, it's like, uh, it's like telling a parent uh, when they go in for a, um, a meeting with their kid's teacher to get in a sense an evaluation and, and the parent starts starts screaming and yelling at the teacher for not for the for the kid only getting a C. I mean, parents don't do that. They, they come on now. This is supposed to be the same kind of extension from being a going to a teacher meeting to meeting to being behaving at a kid's game or a kid's performance at, at a at a high school musical. It's just out of control. Let me ask you this. You know, in your role with the uh, the New Jersey uh, uh, State uh, Interscholastic Athletic Association, what what is they looking at this obviously must be 
very, very difficult, Russ, for them to get enough referees or officials. But what's their sense of all this nonsense going on with the parents? Again, supporting this law, um, the, the, the crisis, and it's almost a crisis level of getting officials. Um, we were very fortunate. Senator Paul Starlow got the, the NJSIA grant that we're able to help fund the cadet program to bring new officials in across the spectrum of, of all sports. Mm-hmm. We just weren't getting the officials. I mean, one year, we dropped from 71 new officials to only 22. Jeez. And that's people just walking in and saying, I'm not doing this. Like, this is, this is, this is, you're, you're asking me to do so much and take so much abuse that I don't want to be involved in this. But in synthesizing people a little bit and getting them involved um, financially seemed to work really well. And, you know, Senator Sarlo is a great supporter of, of high school sports. That bill, this bill by Assemblywoman Flynn, needs to pass and really needs to put teeth into the process that parents need to understand that this just can't happen anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. And and I think, that again, we're talking about, it's, it's, again, this is still making the rounds. It has not been ratified. It has not been approved by the state of New Jersey. So it still has a ways to go. But assuming at some point it does become the law and it has real, as I said, real teeth into the punishments, I, I, I you know, somebody somewhere uh, is going to have to eventually at some point, this is going to happen as a test case and the parent is out of control of the kid's game and either the security officer or the athletic director or, or the principal is going to go to that obnoxious parent and say, okay, you're done. Uh, you're out of here. We're going to arrest you. You're leaving. You're going to be, you know, tried uh, in court for your being out of control. And the parent's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you just give me a warning. Why don't you give me a warning and just let me, you know, I'll calm down. Just give me a second chance. Russ, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't understand why parents think they need a second chance. They just say, look, you know the rules. Here's, we've talked about this. This has made the rounds. You're out of control. You've now sacrificed your, your privilege of attending your kids' games. What's your offense about that? If and when this becomes a law, this is going to be an educational process to the parents and to all spectators that this is the law. The same way things are posted, you know, of actual written, the law is now in effect. Posted yep. at, at every field on every in every gymnasium that you are subject to an aggravated assault charge. If you have and look, collecting evidence in the in, in the twenty first century is not difficult. Everybody's got a camera. Every game is filmed. Right. You know, it would never be an issue proving this, but educating parents. I mean, look, the athletic program is an extension of the academic program. Everyone is responsible that, you know, we're a school and our primary responsibility is first educating children. Educating adults also will become part of this process in that we, if we set a level of standard for the child, we're going to have to set a level of standard for all spectators that are at these games also. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because we haven't talked much about the kids. The kids aren't the problem. The, the athletes, they're not the ones who are causing trouble. It's the, their parents, for the most part, and a few uh, you know, reckless uh, fans in the stands. But the kids, you know, they're not the issue here. They're not causing the problem in terms of their, they understand sportsmanship. They get it. They take this stuff seriously. They want to keep, continue to play the games. It's the parents that are going that are going rogue on us, and that that's their huge issue. So I, mean, I, tell, I tell kids every season: you wear our uniform, you represent the school here on the road, wherever you are. You, you are representing, and they understand that. You know, when they put a uniform on; it's got the school name on it. They're our ambassador. They're going out, and they just want to play. Yeah, so many kids just yeah. want to be on the field. They want to show their skills. They they want. You know, they're kids. They they want to they want to be involved, and it's an extension of the academic program. They understand I need to do well in school. I need to do well in the classroom if I want to participate. You know, on the field, the parents don't get it. Uh, it is it's extraordinary, sort of where we've come over the last few decades. That again, it's the the kids. The athletes, the student athletes, they get it. They understand it. They want to play. They want to compete. They want to, as I said, they take the the responsibility, the accountability of wearing the school uniform uh, as representing the school and what the school stands for. They kids take it seriously because they know that they could cross the line all of a sudden be you know kicked off the team. 
But the parents are the ones who are going crazy, and the time has come. That's what we're talking about this morning. The time has come to really sort of step up and say, look, no more second chances. We're all going to basically start a zero-tolerance policy with the parents that you have to learn how to control and corral your emotions at your kids' games. You can't make threats to the refs. You can't do say stupid stuff. You can't shout out profanities. That's all in the history. But, again, that's where we're headed. All right, let me take another, another break here. Again, we're talking uh, with uh, Russ uh, Petroselli. He's the principal of DePaul Catholic High School over in Jersey. He's also vice president on the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association. And we're talking about all these, these issues all sort of bubbling up and coming together. And it's all attributable, at least in my opinion, to out-of-control parents at their kids' games. 877-337-6666. That's, of course, our number. When I return with Russ, we'll take more of your calls. Stay with me. Hey, friends, a couple of more announcements before we get back to, uh, to Russ and to your calls. First of all, next Sunday morning, start time for the Sports Edge will be 7 a.m. again. 7 a.m. next Sunday morning. And in addition, next Sunday will mark the 25th anniversary of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge here on WFAN. Now, yeah, that's that's a very nice milestone on which uh, to look back and reflect. And I'll have some observations and comments to mark that that 25th anniversary. In short, for the old loyal listeners, we've covered a lot of ground over the years. But again, that's uh, next Sunday morning here on The Fan. Just a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf for updates uh, on each show's topic. My website is still AskCoachWolf.com, where you can always find uh, replays of the Sports Ed shows. You can find it right there in, on my blog. Um, and just a, a quick uh, reminder, we have something like five different phone lines that come into the studio at The Fan. And as such, if you want to get on the show and have your opinion heard, well, of course I encourage that. Just be patient, though. We, we try and do this on a democratic basis. That is, we do our best to get to as many callers as possible. So if you want to call in, by all means, go ahead and do so. We just can't guarantee everyone is going to get on the show. We have, obviously, a limited amount of time, but everyone is welcome. Okay, let's get back to our topic and Russ Petroselli. Uh, you know, Russ, um, I, I guess... Here, here's the problem. Talking about being on the air for 25 years, these issues didn't weren't as extreme 25 years ago. I mean, they, these things did happen, but not like they do today. I mean, is there any other way of getting around this problem besides just having a zero tolerance policy and getting people arrested and fa- facing stiff fines? You know, the only other way around it is the, is the opposite extreme. Do we now just live stream games and don't allow fans to be in the gym on well, the field? I was going to say, you know, sometimes this happens, happened more back in the day when there was some incident that caused real concern for, for games uh, to be played in front of a live audience. They would just say, uh-uh, we'll play the game, but we're going to play in front of nobody. And, um, you know, you just said now they could be live streamed. So the teams show up. The, if it's, say it's, a, it's a basketball game, it's just kind of weird and, and spooky to have the game played in front of empty stands. But at least you don't have to run the risk of having anybody go nuts uh, yelling uh, profanities or, or threatening referees or officials. So is that – I mean, I don't think the kids would like that. Most parents who, again, behave themselves wouldn't like that. But is that where we are? I hope not. I mean, I, I really think that, like I've said, you know, supporting your teams is really an extension of, of the school day. Yeah. That's what students – you know, hey, look, schooling is all about socialization and learning – Young people learning how to socialize with each other and socially interact with other people in all settings, in a classroom, in a social setting like an athletic event. If we can't do that, if we had to go to hey, remote athletic events, think how horrible that would be. Oh, it's, 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 it's now you're punishing, as I said, the kids. And the kids did nothing wrong. And they're saying, why can't the parents come? I mean, it's just, it's just, but that's, it, it's, it's, it's very hard to find a, a practical alternative because it all starts with like hey, you're a grown-up you're an adult why can't you behave i mean it's just so all right let me, let me get some more calls maybe get some more thoughts about this let's go let's go to uh, garden city jeff is standing by hey jeff good morning you're on the fan good morning what a great topic this is so so good morning i hope you're doing well yeah we're doing fine uh, jeff but i got a lot of calls to get to so please make your point no worries so so, okay. so here's the thing here's the thing there needs to be a continuous educational piece, whether you sign your child up for whatever sport it is, 
whenever you do go to the game, yeah. you should make an announcement before the game. It is important to singing our national anthem. Any disruption of any kind will eliminate you, the parent, and your child will be suspended from playing that. Go home and tell your child while you're suspended. If you don't like the ideas, if you don't like the call of a referee, so be it. This is not the lesson we need to teach our children. And the majority, as you stated earlier so eloquently, is that over the last 25 years, the age of the parents and the, and the scenarios that they grew up in allow this to happen. When yep. I was a catcher in, in baseball and my father was the ump behind me, I would argue with them later at home. How could you call that a strike? But <laughs> never, never, never was there ever any parent that got out of hand that disrupted the game with a selfish act. And during the game, hand out cards, put it on their cell phones, make an announcement with a microphone at home plate. Make sure that at every turn, you make sure that these parents and those loved ones that are seeing their children on the field do not disrupt the game or if it's and if it and if it happens multiple times, the game is canceled. Explain that to your child, Jeff. I got to tell you, you I, I'm going to stop you there because I want to get some more calls. But I hear you, and what you're saying to me makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. Uh, and I think if this new law in Jersey passes, and Jeff, thank you for the call. If this law in Jersey passes, there's going to be, as, as Russ mentioned, a real educational push to tell parents, you understand, we're not kidding around anymore. If you violate the law, you're not getting second chances. And, and of course, Jeff said maybe the kid gets punished as well. Well, I don't think it's fair to punish the kid for the transgressions of the parent. I mean, you can't choose your parents. So the fact is a kid is unaffected, but the parent is then basically banned. I mean, I, I just think that's the way to go in this. And that's, that's where we're going because we can't, this, the, way we, the way it's going now is not sustainable. Russ, well, Rick, in New Jersey, in New Jersey, we do that. The NJFI sportsmanship stadium is red at every event. No, and, and it is, but, but, but Jeff added the fact that, you know, you don't, if you don't comply with this, you're going to be kicked out and your kid's kicked out and so on and so forth. You don't do it in Jersey, do you? That doesn't part of it, is it? Oh, it is. You will be ejected. Yeah, but not the that's kid. Part of the, that's part of the statement. And, you know, it's, and you're right. You, you, you can't – it's terrible to punish the child for the actions of the parent. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. But, I mean, the problem is we've assessed – Despite all the signage, despite the announcements, parents don't pay attention. It's like it just—they don't care. So let me uh, let's move on to our next call. Let's go to Jack Smithland over in Jersey. Jack, good morning. What do you think about all this, Jack? Well, well, Rick, you know what I think about all of this. You've been talking about it for many, many years, and and you've been talking about the consequences being very steep. You know, and that last caller, I, I like you uh, and Russ, I, I like to disagree with that 150%. You never, ever punish a kid for an ignorant parent. You know, they're punished enough by their parents' act at the game. Yep. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's just downgrading. You just don't ever punish a kid because of a parent. Um, you know, talking about the incidents, and, and, and I think the consequences have to be very strict. And that's the only way that this is going to happen. You know, I've watched, I've watched referees clear gymnasiums, even when I was younger, um, you know, where, where if there's irate or arguments or, you know, a, a lot of craziness in the stands, they'll stop the game, clear the gymnasium, and finish the game. I remember years ago, Fairlawn was playing Hackensack, and they did something like that. Um, you know, talking about the parents feeling entitled, you know, you know, this, Playing on a sport, one of the things that I teach my athletes is playing on a sport is not a right. It's a privilege. Correct. And the problem is, is that the parents don't understand that. The kids do. You know, the kids do. They understand that it's an honor to be on a team. But the parents don't. They think if you're on a team, you're entitled to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and you should be playing every single minute. I had a parent years ago, I told you this story once before, that I got death threats. I got letters sent to me. When letters cut out of newspapers, all right, saying I was going to die at my next birthday and then my family was going to die. And that was, you know, that was at my alma mater. That was, and, and that was scary. You know, I had to be well, escorted to and from practice every day. Let me, let so, me ask, let me, and I, I know that story. And, and, and Russ, let me ask you, because obviously you're, you're the principal of a parochial high school. Um, when you get wind of these kind of things, or, or do, do, you, do you, you, I mean, the parents, 
um, having evolved because the kids, we want to protect the kids. But Russ, what, what happens at DePaul Catholic if you get wind of stuff like this, of some parent or a coach comes to you and said, this, this, this coach is nuts and is bothering me all the time with uh, text messages or emails or fo- voicemail. What do you do? I mean, at what point do you guys step in and say, okay, we have to intervene on behalf to protect our coaches or to protect the refs or to protect the kids? We step in immediately. I mean, it's usually it's come, if the game's Friday night, it's Saturday morning. We're on the phone filing police reports. I mean, and it has elevated to that level of a coach will forward me. This is a text message I got from a parent. Like a parent put in a text message. If my kid doesn't play and get a scholarship, I know where you live. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what Jack is talking about, getting kind of those yeah. death threats. I, I, I mean, maybe these things aren't publicized enough that people, the rest of the community isn't aware that these things are happening. Because certainly the parent who's made the threat is not going to publicize that he's being talking to by the, <clears throat> the school or by the, the, uh, the local police force. But, yeah, I think we're at this point, And nobody, nobody wants this, but there doesn't seem to be any way to get around this. So, hey, Jack, thank you. You know, Rick, yeah. you, Rick, you know that those letters were sent right to the school. They were sent to the, the athletic department at the high school, and the principal at the time and the, and the athletic director dealt with them right away. I was called into the school, and they handed me the letters. They saw the letters before I did, and I thought it was a joke. And then when I, we got the second letter, they actually put an undercover. When I told them who I thought it was, they actually put an undercover cop on the recycling truck and went and picked up this person's newspapers, and there it was. All the newspapers had letters cut out of I, them. But so, again, and they dealt with it, you know. Yeah, I'm saying, and that was some, you know, some years ago. Uh, but maybe this new law will take that from just being a nuisance and say, no, 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 you, you made some threats, we're going to prosecute you, and you're looking at jail time and a substantial fine. Uh, Jack, thank you for the call. Let me get some other calls as well. Let me go to uh, Yorktown Heights. Anthony's been waiting. Anthony, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Morning, Rick. I've called before. I'm a 28-year basketball official. I've been assaulted. I've been escorted to my car by the police after a game. Yep. And Mr. Petroselli mentioned live streaming. I think the solution is all, almost all the games are live streamed. You have to point one camera at the stands, and you have to tell the parents and the attendees you are now under video surveillance the same way your children are mm-hmm. in the hallways of the school. Behavior contracts, codes of conduct, they're just words, Rick. They don't work. And I've given you these numbers before. The official situation is an actuarial nightmare. The average age of a high school basketball official now is 58. Correct. 70% of new officials leave after two years. That's the attrition rate. Number one reason cited, coach and parent abuse. So I think... You just got to tell them at the beginning when you go through your sportsmanship, let the coaches coach, the players play, the officials officiate. You're also under video surveillance. We have sound. So we're going to turn this over to the appropriate authorities if you cross the line. I had an issue yesterday in a fifth-grade game, a fifth-grade game. So. Anthony, it's everywhere, and I think that's a pretty good suggestion. You know, these announcements, to put, again, some real emphasis to it, is to maybe have, instead of just having a, the PA system uh, play before the national anthem and whatever, now maybe we should just say, okay, the, the, either the head coach or the athletic director takes a live mic, goes out to the middle of the court or the middle of the football field, whatever, and says, friends, thank you for coming. Understand that you are going to be uh, under surveillance we're not going to tell you what the cameras are, but everybody in attendance today is going to be under surveillance. So if you misbehave, we will know exactly who you are, what you did, we'll have sound, and so on and so forth, and you will be prosecuted uh, to the fullest extent of the law. I think we have to, again, it's, that sounds aggressive, it sounds weird, but we've got to make sure parents understand that we're not kidding around because that's where we are. Hey, Anthony, thank you again, as always, for the call. appreciate your, your input. And, and, Russ, as we begin to uh, run out of time this program, I mean, I, I gather since you've been, as I said, in the trenches dealing with this for a number of years, you feel this is all appropriate. I mean, there's just no other way to, to sort of stop these people from just going rogue and doing whatever they think they, they want to do. And I'm sure, I'm sure the parents who are out of control at DePaul Catholic, they're saying, hey, I'm paying my kids tuition here, so I have every right to do what I want to do. Correct? <laughs> you must hear it all the time. A lot of times you hear that, and, and you know, it's my kid. You can't tell me how to, how to interact. You get that everywhere. I was a public high school principal for a long time also. And you get yep. that. You know, I, I'm a taxpayer. Uh, and I appreciate that, and I respect that. But 
<laughs> at what point do your transgressions influence, you know, the entire school community? And you can't have that. No. You don't want to be a reputation of, oh, that school is coming here. Nobody wants that. The kids don't want it because now it's the kids on social media with each other. Oh, your parents are nuts. Keep out of our skin. You know, we don't want you in our stand. It, it all, the social media component of it has so taken over the, the trash talk, you know, if you're from that term, that, and it's everywhere. And the parents are involved in it. Like, let the kids, you know, they're kids, but now the parents jump in on it. Yeah. Well, we didn't mention social media, but clearly that's part of the problem as well. But because that may be the way to help educate parents and get the word out that these are new laws coming with uh, stiffer fines and and punishments. But for right now, we just have to find a way to stop the bleeding, uh, protect our refs, to protect our umpires, game officials, and to obviously protect the other parents who, who do get it. I mean, it's so awkward to go to a high school game to watch your kid, and, and, and uh, all of a sudden there's some loudmouth jerk making a fool out of himself, and you think, you, you, you know, do I as, a, as a, a grown-up go to that person who may be a friend of mine or an acquaintance and say, look, you got to calm down because this is inappropriate? Because if you do that, you run the risk of getting a punched in the face, and, and that's what we're talking about. And, of course, it just everybody everybody's a hard time with this. Uh, it's just so terrible. Um, and I do believe that this law in New Jersey that Vicki Flynn is sponsoring – I can't imagine why anybody would 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 want to get in the way of this uh, because it's it's needed and it's needed now and I you know I think it's needed in every state. By the way, just just FYI, and again I'm not a, I don't follow legislatures that much. Um, I'm not a politician, but I do think in New York State, uh, the current punishment for obnoxious uh, fans at kids games, I think it's a Class B misdemeanor. That translates into possible jail time with a max of maybe 90 days, maybe some community service, and a small fine. we got to do better than that in New York State as well. Anyhow, hey, Russ, uh, Russ Petroselli, principal, well-respected principal at DePaul Catholic High School in Jersey, Wayne, uh, and a vice president on the Jersey State New Scholastic Athletic Association. Russ, I can't thank you enough for spending some time this morning talking about this critically important issue. Thank you, Russ. Thank you, Rick. That's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. Uh, My thanks, of course, to Ed Arzuman. Next Sunday, we're back again at 7 a.m. And again, next Sunday, we'll be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge right here on The Fan. I'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 